is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. What's up? Welcome to Talking Cowboys on a Wednesday that is actually a Wednesday once again. How about that? A normal schedule for your Dallas Cowboys. They are back to practice today. The next biggest game of the season is this Sunday at AT&T Stadium. They're all must win, Brian Broaddus. They're all must win. You know that. You should have known that in week two. Especially now. Yeah. First place on the line once again. Eventually, people will come around to my thinking. I, I admit I'm an idiot. I admit it. Don't say that. Failed scout. You know, everything you want to say, you can call me however you want. I don't care. But everybody's going to come around to this. And Jason Garrett said it before. You only play 16 of these. Mm-hmm. You know? You might as well try and win them all. Because then you don't put yourself in a situation where you're having to say, oh, is this a must-win game or not? Yeah. Why not? Go win them all. Go win them all. Go win a fifth in a row. Yes, that's that's the that's, that's the key right now. Go win your fifth one in a row and try to get to eight and five. The Eagles are back to five hundred. They're six and six and trying to pull within a tie or pull into a tie with the Dallas Cowboys. Rob Phillips hosting for Bill Jones today. Kent Garrison producing next door. Mickey Spagnola, welcome. You've got the color of money. How you doing? You've got a half-eaten biscuit just lying on the brand new table we got in our uh, studio here it's that's, brand new that's cleanliness well it's two years old that's it's relatively brand, new it, it's it's clean so it's it's okay we'll get you a napkin during i don't break. know i saw the gamer guys in here doing a podcast <laughs> <laughs> so who do you think steals the jack black read the gamer guys i'm blaming the game what do they want to do with nah, it? i'm just kidding the gamer guys are good you did fine without it, guys. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to laminate another one. Uh-huh. I'm going to put a punch hole in it, uh-huh. and I'm going to tie it to right there. Mm. And someone will just cut it loose. <laughs> you think they would work yes, that hard? Yeah, to, why, yeah, to just get they, it out. They, of they don't want you to read. They they want to see you try and navigate that read without any visual. Props. I think that might be. That's what I want to see too. Yeah. yeah. So that, well, I do hear that read done on uh, Brad Sham's uh, show with yeah. the players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who does it? Uh, Shannon? Some uh, young All right. Lady. Okay. Oh. All right. Let's move on. Let's let's get to, like, let's talk Cowboys. Let's he do asked it. me All a right. question. What do you I want did. to avoid? I, 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 did, I did ask a question. I'm sorry about that. We're back to practice today. By the way, I got some questions. Covering practice. We've got a big show. Brian brought us. Yeah, and I, I'll answer questions. these questions, too, Mickey. You'll love these questions today. Uh, okay. We'll You'll see. love them. You'll love them. As long them. as you're answering with us. I am with you on these questions. All right. 888-855-2297 is the number if you want to join us over the next hour. Not firing anybody. It's not that not no, that no, tough. No, I'm not, I'm not okay. going to put Mickey through that. And we'll dive in a little bit into this matchup. I don't think we've done a whole yeah. lot of that yet. And uh, Team you're kind of familiar with, though. I mean, this is where the win streak started, right? Yep. At the link, 27-20 to 20 over Philly. At mm. the time, you were 3-5. and five. Yeah, must win. Must that was absolutely a must win, and uh, the Eagles kind of went into a free fall there, and now they're they've righted the ship. Two straight wins for the first time this season. Posted a season high Giants. Monday night against the Redskins in total yards and first downs. Yeah, they're playing better. They've got flaws, but they you know they've put themselves back in the mix at least. 
Yeah, they have put themselves back in the mix, and you know they're getting the the biggest problem that I've seen in the games that they were not as good was their offensive line, and that's when I guess I, we could talk about everybody in the National Football League is when you're pretty good, your offensive line's kind of rolling along, and when you're pretty bad, your offensive line's one of the reasons why you're not rolling along pretty well. But you know this group did a pretty good job against the Redskins, uh, you know, handling that. They didn't do a very good job of handling things against the Saints. You know, that was something I watched. And then against the Giants, they were able to kind of put some things together, even though they were behind in that football game. But, you know, they, they, they look like they've gone to, uh, you know, they've gone to Josh Adams as being kind of their primary back. Mm-hmm. You know, they were trying to, to run through guys like, you know, Corey Clement is, uh, was uh, kind of a role player for them, a third down guy. They got Darren Sproles back, Wendell. Smallwood was been involved, but it looks like to me they've kind of leaned on this Josh Adams, the you know who they got from Notre Dame, uh, a big back, big physical back uh, that didn't get drafted. Uh, he had knee problems at Notre Dame, and I think that hurt his draft stock. But they've gone with him. It's still uh, it's still a little bit of a read option attack. Uh, they're going to give you a lot of uh, of that uh, fake the inside handoff, throw behind the coverage, get you to react. Uh, but as overall, though, they've they've got their offensive line playing a little bit better. And I've yet to really see the Golden Tate uh, emergence. But they still got capable guys out there playing receiver. And, and they got one of the better pass-catching tight ends in the league. Yes. How long's Tate been there? He came at the trade deadline about the same time that you Cooper got. Cooper did, right? Yeah, Cooper. Yep. I think they so, traded for him a couple days after. Matter of fact, I think his first game games. against was the Cowboys. Five games now? Yeah, exactly. He got 18 catches for yeah. 182 yards. Yeah. One touchdown. Yeah. And that was in the game against the Redskins, right? Yep, the absolutely. touchdown? Yep, yep. So, well, uh, there's a little bit of a difference there, I think. I mean, the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper to get a number one guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Tate's a really good player. He's he's not a he's not a role player, but he was another piece to what they've already got. I mean, you know, this is a group with Jeffrey and Ertz that I mean they've got Matthews, Jordan Matthews, Jordan Matthews, Matthews. established guys that helped yeah. go win them a Super Bowl. Aguilar, so yeah. But again, I guess it also make, it does speak to the way Cooper has come in here and adjusted and really done a nice job. Uh, to Brian's point, Zach Ertz, sixteen targets in the November eleventh game against Dallas. Yeah. Fourteen catches, hundred and forty five yards, two touchdowns. I went back and looked at Zach Ertz. Forty three percent of his receptions are for first downs. You know, that's huge. He's a chain mover for yeah. the career or against the Cowboys. That's 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 overall. That's, oh, overall. Yeah, overall. I mean and, and and where they really throw him the football is on believe it or not, on first down. He's a uh like six like First down, and then and then if they need seven to ten, I went back and looked at this. Between seven and ten yards, you know, if they need for a first, he he gets the ball sixty four percent of the time. You know that just shows you right there of what he's capable of doing by by reception this year. Fifty four on first downs, thirty seven on second downs, twenty seven on third downs, and he's got three receptions on fourth down. But it's funny, I you know, do you do you guys kind of feel like Zach Ernst is a cowboy killer? Do you, you ever feel like he's a cowboy killer? I think all tight ends are cowboy killers. But I mean, yes. you, would you would you say Zach? But if you go back and look at the history of Zach Ernst, you mentioned he's played. He, he's he had fourteen receptions in the first game. He had two rece- in the games last year. Both games last year, he had two receptions each, so four total 
In 16, he had 17 catches in two games. In 15, he had eight catches in two games. And then you kind of get to him in, in 14, he only had three. And then in 13, he had six. And I wonder, and we, you know, we talked about this, if, how do you play Zach Ertz? Right. How do you, do you, and, and, and obviously in some of his years there, he's gone against Byron Jones. You know, we, t- we kind of floated that idea yesterday as a possibility. How do you, how do you take care of Zach Ernst there? And to Mickey's point, I went and looked at the game last time. He's absolutely right. Mickey's in the 16 targets, nine times they played zone, and seven times they played man against him. So, how do you Primar- – how- Primarily with Jeff Heath? Not primarily with Jeff Heath. It was a mix of linebacker – and and then also Jeff Heath, but Jeff yeah. Heath, the majority of the stuff was when it was when it was man, it was like linebacker and Jeff Heath. So you know, I I don't know if I don't know how you you know I think Mickey's right. The receptions he's making in zone, you know, do you want to figure is is zone coverage the best way to handle Zach Ernst? You know, and I'm going to ask you guys a question, and if you don't mind, I'll lead off to it. You do know. it. But, you know, if you can control one guy in this game, do you want to control Zach Ernst or do you want to control Fletcher Cox? Hmm. You can only control one of the guys. But who do you want to not have a great game? Wow. Uh, Good question, Brian. And I will answer Fletcher Cox. Okay. Because I'm going to need to score some points, and I think he can single-handedly ruin your offense. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I, I've gone through the numbers, like I said, with, you know, he's had 49 career catches against the Cowboys, this Zach mm-hmm, Ernst. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but is he – but do you, do you fear Alshon Jeffrey? Do you fear Jordan Matthews? Do you, do, you, do you fear Nelson Aguilar? Do you fear Golden Tate? Or do you fear? I mean, this guy had two touchdowns against you last time. Yeah, I'll go with Ertz. But see, that's but Mickey's point though too. I, I mean, I he's I right. Just, I he, think he's I, right. But you he, don't want him to wreck your offense. You don't. You gave up seven sacks against the Saints and you still won. Yeah, you know, you had a goal uh, line stand. Yeah, but you also were moving the football. You were. Uh, Ertz I mean, though, you know, he gets a touchdown against you to tie the game twice in the yeah. second half, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And they were driving at the end, too. Oh, they threw him the ball and, the last play, and I he mean, tried to lateral to Tate, yeah. and it, it luckily everybody was kind of where they needed to be. You know, you're, they're driving, and you're thinking, this thing might be going to overtime. They've got to find a way to neutralize him. And the, the Byron Jones thought's a good one. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do either, but, but I'm just thinking if you go back and look at the history of Zach Ertz, if you go back and look at him, his numbers are not as good when it, it appears that Byron Jones is in coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe I'm reading into this too much, but but you mentioned those other receivers, yeah, and those are guys you got to handle on the outside too. Yeah. I mean, Jeffrey's going to be a tough cover for Jones on the outside as well. But I get your point. You know, Byron was primarily a safety's first two years, but part of his responsibility was, hey, go cover that tight end. Yeah, he did a pretty good job against it. We yeah. used to see it in practice with Witten. You know, yeah, uh, it's something he's able to do. He's able to use his size. It's an interesting thought. But, I, yeah, I, you don't want Fletcher Cox to ruin your uh, – Yeah, I think, your, I, to me, I, I just don't need Fletcher Cox in the backfield if you're trying to run the ball. And I don't need him – I don't need him, you know, rushing up the middle and hitting my quarterback in the face a bunch. 
you know. That I mean, was. I know Zeke only had 76 yards against the Saints rushing, yeah. but they were moving the football. Yeah. And, and they ended up with 100 yards rushing, and somehow the quarterback that got sacked seven times, you know. Survived the game. 248 yards passing. Yeah. Yep. So I just, I, I, I just don't want that guy to ruin the running game that they've got going over these last four games when Zeke's run for 470 yards, the passing game that Dax completed 75% of his passes over these four games, and that guy can do it. Yeah. Somehow, some way, they got to absorb what Ertz is going to do, but don't let everybody else beat you. He's, he's, his size is a mismatch. Yeah. How well he runs. No, there's no question. 6'5, 250. No question. And you better put somebody really physical up against him. And yeah. I think Jeff Heath is physical. Right. No question about that. And he's bigger than people think. Didn't Jason Witten, I didn't see the entire broadcast. Well, we were, uh, Mickey, I know, was in a loud ballroom, and so was I. So we'd really. I watched a little of the game. But you couldn't yeah. hear. Did Witten talk about how to stop Zach Ertz of not letting him get started, like not letting him get up the field, jam him at the line, make him fight off the line of scrimmage? You know, I. I he didn't I heard, talk about that that oh, I heard, okay. but, those are, but those are keys. Absolutely. I just don't, I just don't want him running up the field free. You know, and and that goes to Mickey's point again about the zone coverage. When you play zone, what happens? Everybody's dropping, and now he's finding space. Yep. You know, he, he bothers me in this game. That bothers me because if the Cowboys start to, if the Cowboys are getting pass rush, what's the one thing this guy's going to do? He's just going to unload the ball. He's going to keep unloading the ball. Right. But but the guy had 14 catches last time, and he, that you didn't, they didn't win. Can, can, like Mickey said, can you absorb 14 more catches, two touchdowns, and still win this game? Because your your offense got 13 points last week against a really good defense. Yeah. But, yeah, you you need your defense to be able to hold teams under 20 each game. Just just go ahead and keep go, keep doing that yeah. and, and hope your offense gets going. By the way, we, about Fletcher Cox and this offensive front for Dallas, this was the first game where they really started to control the line of scrimmage. 171 rushing yards. Yeah, Dak was sacked four times in the game, but Zeke got rolling. Uh, Cooper had a, a game high, 75 yards. I mean, yeah. it was, they, things started to turn after the change to Colombo with the line coach. They got a problem. The Eagles have a problem covering Amari Cooper in this game. When I mentioned that they've yeah, had they've, some issues, it's they, their secondary. Yeah, they've got some problems. And if Mickey's offensive line can give you some pass protection, again, I think you can make – you have to be encouraged last week that, that the Saints put their best cornerback, one of their better cornerbacks in the league, on Amari Cooper, eight targets, eight catches. Yep. That has to encourage you that no matter who plays over Amari Cooper, and trust me, the Eagles do not have – uh, 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 a Lattimore that could play in this football game and take this guy away if they want. So we'll see about that. All right. What's you doing over there? I was just looking to see which person Cox would line up over. He moves. Of the yeah. Time, but they move him around. They move around. He plays that under tackle, Mickey. They'll look for the soft spot. Yeah. That's why my next question would be. We have time. We're going to go break. We got a little time. Yeah, go ahead. I need a bigger game from from Suafilo or Awuzie. How do you, that's where I was going actually. How do you feel about Suafilo's health? I think it's time to put Connor Williams this week back in. Okay, Mickey. So it, so you're just going to go ahead and make the switch back then, right? Yep. Okay. 
The, the head coach said he didn't grade out very well. No, he did not. He I don't sure think he was did healthy not. either. He well, did not. And I don't know how if, if, you know, maybe nine days and he's a lot better. Coaches right? are so strange about that, though. They're like, oh, we, we kind of, you know, but, it, but if you watch the film, Mickey's right. Coach said he didn't grade out that well. He might have been a little banged up. But people are probably going to say, whoa, 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 Broadus, wait, wait. You know, you're running the ball well. You, you, know, you did give up seven sacks. You gave up four sacks the week before. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You, you, it seems like the number is still alarmingly high. But coaches kind of go into that, get into that mode where they don't want to mess with things. They don't want to mess with the offensive line. The switch to Suofilo was this first Philly game, correct? Yeah. And part of it, you know, it's the matchup, too. That's yeah. a physical defensive front, and they went with a – But he uh, was hurt. He was hurt, but they they went with Suofilo over Redmond because I think he was a more physical, yeah. experienced bigger guy. Bigger man. Yeah, bigger man. And yeah. it paid off. Um, but I, I get your point, Mick. We've only seen Connor Williams as kind of Jumbo Joe these last few weeks, really. Yeah. But at least he was moved from just playing one play when Tyron Smith lost his shoe or right. whatever, or Fleming. Cameron Fleming, Fleming, Fleming lost, lost his, his shoe. shoe. Right. And then, and then the next game, oh, here comes Jumbo Connor, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't so you're, know. So you're, you're thinking – I'm just thinking – It's run its course. You went with him from the start. Now why all of a sudden – you know, you're going to change. Was he that bad? Who, Connor? Yes. I think they – I don't know if it was that bad. I just think that they, you know, and I'm the the champion of, okay, grade them 65 plays. Don't grade them three. Yeah. You know, and it, well, it you, just appeared – why Why did they run the ball better then? I'm just kind of wondering that. That's I'm wondering why, why – I'm not saying the pass protection got better. Quarterback got better. Something, something's going on with the quarterback that's a good. I think the box opened up a little bit. Yeah. With Cooper. Yes. On the outside. Yeah. But they They're did... doing a lot of this without Cole Beasley, by the way. If you think about it. He's got three catches in his last two games. Yeah. It's amazing to me. I mean, the big one last week, that one, in, you know, he stretches for the first down was huge. Yeah. He played really well against Atlanta, you know. Dropped a cut touchdown catch, but then came back and made right. some key catches. But I'm just saying, they're doing this, you know, the quarterback improvement Without yeah. kind of his safety blanket. Exactly. Yeah. Without him getting a huge numbers. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know, Mickey, and I like what you're saying. I just don't know if the coaching staff will go that way. I just don't think that. I don't. I don't well, I don't. they're going to put Tyron Smith back in there, aren't they? Yeah. They run the ball a couple of games without him. I knew this was coming. <laughs> I just knew this he, was coming. He can't even okay. take his own jokes. Let me ask you this. <laughs> okay, to, to the question, though, do you need – do you need, if, if of guys that are kind of hanging on, hanging in there, Suofilo hanging in there, Awuzie uh, hanging there, need to be more aggressive, I, made a couple plays, hanging in there? I went with Ertz in the, your previous question, yeah. but I don't think – you can't be efficient offensively if Dak's on the ground all the time. He so was on I, the ground seven times last he week? He was, he was, but – and they, they only, only scored, and they only scored 13, 13 points. points. Yeah. So I'll go with Suofilo. He needs to get Cooper going. You need somewhat of a clean pocket. Okay, is Suofilo is it Suofilo? How about just the left guard? Yeah. Okay. Do you need the left, the left guard? Do you need the left is. guard or the left corner to play better? Which one? Do you Yeah, need? I think the left guard. I think Awuzie will play just fine. Yeah. You know he he it's it's not like he just gets burned. He just the, doesn't make a play on the ball every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. I mean he's there. Um. Gosh, the 
which touchdown was it? Was it the Saints game? It was the Saints game where the ball hit the guy in the chest and yeah. he had the interception, and then the guy caught it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, come on. The Detroit game yeah. a few weeks back where he was all over guys, Marvin yeah. Jones, and they still find a way to catch the ball. He's done a better job overall of finishing plays. Yeah. I, I'll go with the left guard, though. I think your left guard needs to be great in this game myself. Yeah. Because where do you think they're going to put Cox? Over the left guard. <laughs> yeah. It's a good sound bite. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. You would do it again? <laughs> no. We got it the first time. <laughs> yeah. We got it. We got it. Kid's good at this. <laughs> All right. Let's take our first break. 888-855-2297 is the number. Yeah. Brian has a bunch of questions for us and for you guys next. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to talking Cowboys. <laughs> Hey, here in uh, Cowboys country, you know what? We always ride with our boys, but when it comes to your underwear, you definitely don't want them riding up on your boys. So that's why (laughs) we always wear Tommy John, the revolutionary brand of underwear with stay-put waistbands (laughs) that keep everything in place. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. And again, that is TommyJohn.com, and that's a forward slash Cowboys. Okay, that's good. You know, when you read that, I just kind of, it kind of goes. But when Mickey reads, I think he's adding stuff. Don't let it ride up on your boys. He puts puts emphasis on the awkward stuff. Yeah, he adds stuff that, you know, somebody from Chicago would add. Right there, it says, (laughs) I know, I'm just. You definitely don't want them writing. And and up is in bold face. Up. Up, up, up. Yeah, don't want to go up. No, 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 no. no. 
I had another line there. No, I know you did. And yeah, exactly. You say we're in GIF land? We're in GIF. Mickey Peter just, Pan? Bringing his own peanut butter on the set. Mickey's got a cup of peanut butter and a spoon, and a spoon in his pocket of his shirt. No, my pants. Oh, his pants. Either uh, one. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> You're on the go, though, aren't you? That's why you have pockets. Back to a Wednesday. All right. Let's go, let's go to the phone lines. Kit Garrison, who we got first? Oh, Hello? Yeah, who Ken, got, who do we got today? We got Spencer on the line. Hey, Hello. Spencer. Hello, Spencer. What do you got? Hey, guys. Good morning. Morning. Um, hey, I was looking at the game coming up this week. I got to admit, I am kind of nervous, but uh, Should I'm be. thinking about why. Cause they got a lot of talent on, you know, on offense. They do. So here's, I was thinking about some a few keys to the game. I've noticed with the Eagles, I'm thinking, why do they, you know, why they're struggling? Why do they suck? And it's because, just pointing this out, they're bottom five in turnover differential, bottom five in fumbles lost. But the weird thing is they lead the league in time of possession. So if if Dallas can do what they do, which is force some turnovers, make this guy fumble the ball, whoever that is, if, if it's, you know, a Clement or a, I'm thinking a Smallwood, actually. But yeah, Clement will drop that, it, too, now. Clement will fumble it, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm just hoping that, you know, they can get that done. I think that's what we need to do is just – when, when it's on over game, I know you guys are worried about Fletcher Cox. Um, I'm not. You know what? I think Joe Looney has done a great job just stepping in there and really getting things done. Mm-hmm. Um, left guard kind of makes me iffy a little bit, mm-hmm. but I still think that with Looney and Martin, they can handle their front pretty well. Um, okay. And I, I think they can pull it off. They just have to win the turnover battle, and they got to keep the Eagles on the sideline like they did last week. Let me ask you this. You worried about Ernst? Yeah, I am. Okay. You know what, though? I, I – I, I am kind of in the camp where I would not mind deploying Byron Jones and okay. taking my shots with Alshon Jeffrey and, and you know, Al- Aguilar. I, I, I want that guy to race the best way that they can do it. And even watching Carson Wentz last week uh, against the Skins, you know what? We, we rip on deck, and I know I, I've done it a couple times with you, Brian, but yeah. I got to say, Carson misses some throws too. He will. Flat. So, he you will. know what? If we can keep, keep the heat up, I think we got a chance, but we got to take away 86. We got to do it. Gotcha. All right, Spencer, thanks for the call, man. Turnovers, are they really the first in the league? And I thought they were second or third in the national – in the I, I, on, on time of possession. I know they're second in the in the NFC. Does that make them first? I guess there's, <laughs> there's somebody ahead. I'm sorry, Mickey. Make, time of possession? Yeah, time of possession. I, I want to say there's somebody who has better time of possession than them. And, and I, I'm not trying to call, our, call them out for that, but I just want to make sure that it, I don't say it and I'm wrong. Time of possession, NFL. Yeah, I think they're they're second in the you NFC. You have to go through it team by team. Oh, they don't have it broken NFL down by broken down time of. Ah, uh, we can figure it out. All right, break. another another time. But no, thank you. He, you know, I, I think that you know, anytime you play the Cowboys, you, you and I think the Cowboys are seventh in the NFC, sixth or seventh in the NFC in this. I, I so um, yeah, you have it. Kent? It's actually Baltimore. There we go. With 37 minutes a game, there you New go. Orleans, and then Philadelphia. Okay, so they're Thanks, top. Kent. They're top three. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So yeah, I mean, you got to figure out ways to, you know, I think the Cowboys, where the Cowboys have been really impressive this year, has been just not allowing points. You know, you continue on this streak of not allowing thirty points. I think Mickey, I think it goes all the way back to the Philadelphia game. You know, what last year, something like that. It's kind of crazy that they gave up a bunch of points in that home game here, and then you know, but they've done a great job of just not allowing teams to score, which has allowed their offense to kind of flounder around. 
down there is too. You know, that's another thing. You go down to Philadelphia and, and you had a chance to drive the ball and you have to kick another field goal. Oh, down. I mean, that yeah. just that just can't happen anymore. It just can't happen. I, I wrote about this yesterday in my three and out column. Red zone. They if you told me before the Saints game that they were going to go one of four yeah. in the red zone, and yeah. really they were one of five, but that was the kneel down at the end of the game. Sure. I, no, they don't have a chance to win against right. the Saints. And they are 26, I believe, in red zone efficiency. Ugh. It's under 50%. Yeah. I, think, I think Pittsburgh leads the league with like 77 or 78%. Imagine that. Um, and goal-to-goal situations. Oh, even worse, huh? They're 31st. There you go. Dallas. Yeah. And and you've got to be able to cash in. They know that. Yeah. Uh, but the Eagles have struggled there, too. They're 19th yeah. in the red zone. I think um, – and I mentioned yesterday they missed two opportunities down there against Washington where they didn't get any points. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Cowboys defense holding strong, getting goal line stands. Yeah. I mean, that's – they're keeping – a lot of times they're keeping their offense in it that way. Yeah. So the time of possession is really not that different. The, the Eagles have like a minute more time of possession than the Cowboys hmm. within seconds. Yeah. They're at thirty two oh nine. The Cowboys are at thirty fifty five. I, I like the time of possession thing. I love the turnover thing. That that that's proven during the winning streak. It's proven. Except last week, you had the two turnovers, right? To the Saints, one. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time in a long time you've won a game where you lost a turnover battle. There. Yeah. That's always going to be a key with the Cowboys. Oh sure. That's always going to be. You know, and and how how are they going to find ways to create turnovers? It might be the most meaningful stat in football. Just yeah. when you look at what determines wins and losses. And the yeah. week before that, on Thanksgiving, I think they had a season-high three takeaways. So right. it's starting to, they're starting to build for them. You just um, got to hope that Wentz throws Vander Esch another one like he did trying to fit the ball into Zach Ertz. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's that a great play by that kid's part, you know. And, and if they can get some of these uh, these corners to get involved too. Mm-hmm. And, and the caller's right. You know, this guy is not always accurate throwing the ball. He'll overthrow some – he'll make some overthrows. Boy, he'll throw some pretty ones, though, too. There's a couple of touch ones, touch yeah. passes he made. Guys going up the sidelines that you're thinking, oh, wow, that's it, a big league throw. It, and I didn't watch all of the TV broadcasts. I went back and watched some of the the uh, mm-hmm. game pass. But he, he looked – Wentz looked more like himself at this point in the yeah. season. With the, coming off the knee, he was moving around the yeah. pocket, making yeah. plays with his feet. Um, he looks like he's pretty much all the way back at this point. Yeah, he is. And, you know, and he's one of my guys I wrote today. They'll go up on DallasCowboys.com and you talk about the nemesis, the weapons, and the under-the-radar guy. And mm-hmm. you watch him play. He, he's not afraid now to run. He, he's always been a tough guy. What's amazing about him is how long he will hold the ball and take a hit but then still be able to deliver the football. You know, we saw that the other day. I mean, remember – uh, Damian Wilson is getting held right in the middle of the pocket, you know, right there on the blitz, and he's ball, he's hitting his arm, and you know, he still gets rid of the ball and stuff. So, this guy's got a real knack for that. I mean, you have to be able to get him on the ground. I, I've never seen a quarterback take Aaron Rodgers a little bit that way. Take a take huge hits and don't let the ball come flying out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, so these quarterbacks they get hit in the back. Like Eli Manning gets hit in the back, and he just the ball goes flying out of there. Yeah, Rodgers this, in the playoff. Roger, game. these guys yeah. will hold on to the ball, hand strength. You know, just toughness, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, be careful with that. All right. Do you want to get back to your question? Yeah. I, how about this one? How about this one? What you got? Who goes for it more on fourth down in this game, Doug Peterson or Jason Garrett? Hmm. Um, maybe I've got the Philly special in my mind, but, you I'm know. I'm just saying go for it like on fourth down. Who goes for it more on fourth down? You know, I don't know how calculated all of our decisions are. <laughs> 
Are you talking about stats wise or in just, this yeah, particular in game? game? In this particular game, who who decides to roll the dice more in this game? Because we've seen Garrett in games. I mean, they've run fake punts and stuff against the Eagles, and they've tried to do things different differently. It's going to depend on situations, obviously, yeah. where teams are on the field. I, I might lean towards Peterson just because I watched him go for it on fourth down the other but night. He, they've had, they, and, you know, they didn't have success. They tried against Dallas yeah. and didn't have very much success. But it's a must-win game for both teams. But Philly's the more desperate team. Yeah, at six and six. So I, yeah, I might just go with Peterson. So fourth and one at their own thirty, they're going for it. No, I said it depends on the situation. He said the situation for both teams. Okay, you know they both neither team may go for it on yeah. down. You never yeah, know. I think. But if they had to say, if you had to say, one guy might be willing to gamble a little more in this game. Yeah, well, you got to tell me what the score is. Well, just give me an idea. Just, just have fun just, with just, it. Just, you got? Who would you who say? You I, I I think the Cowboys look at this as a knockout punch. So there you go. Okay. I mean that 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 gives me hope because I would say the same thing. I would say, yeah, Jason Garrett, go for this. You're at home. You're at home. You have a chance to put the Eagles away. Take a page. You know that guy on the other side, on the other side of the field. You played against a crazy guy last week. You did. You played against a crazy coach. Yeah. You know when it comes to onside kicking and in the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Yep. But you know, I, I think Mickey's right. I'm glad you said that, Mickey, because I was going to say it. I think you got it. I think if you're Jason Garrett, you, you have to say, okay, Doug Peterson, you want to go for it and do things. I'm going to try and do the same thing. But but calculating, calculating like uh, the fourth and one or certain situations stuff. But Fourth and one at their 40? Yeah. I, I'm going for it. I'm go. not trying a 58-yard field. Yeah, go. No, I'm with you guys. Try, try and go take their will. That's what I want to see in this football game. If you, if you win this game, you're up two games on them with three to play. Yeah. And – with the schedule they've got yeah, coming they up, not the Rams next week, and they got Houston rolling in. Not yeah. that your remaining games are gimmies, but no. uh, you've the whatever the next gen stats stay as far as percentage of winning the division, they go up dramatically. Yeah, dramatically, absolutely. So yeah, knockout punch. I like that. Yeah, next gen snaps stats. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, what happened right? to them? Eight game next gen stats. Huh? Eight After game? eight games, their stats said that you got what twelve percent chance of making the playoffs. Well, if you if you continue on your current track, that's yeah. probably but accurate. But it doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the Maybe team. They're in that twelve percent. <laughs> do what? That's now? why there's twelve percent. They're in the twelve percent chance of yeah, twelve yeah. percentile. Yeah, yeah. That, and what does it mean? It means they've. It was more likely for them to miss the playoffs <laughs> than to make it. If you're yeah, and it was. And it has it was. nothing to do with the quality of your team. It just plays the percentages off your record. Yeah. Well, they better win this game. That's all I have to There's say. There's no question about yeah. that. Cowboys need something big to happen in this game. What is that big thing? Cowboys need for, need something big to happen in this game. What is that big thing? Need a defensive. Take away for a touchdown. Pick six, yeah. fumble, yeah. scoop and score. They have turned the ball over 17 times already this year, Philadelphia. Yeah. Minus eight. So, yeah. Scoop and score, interception return. One of those two. I'll take another 90-yard touchdown by Amari Cooper. Just give me another big chunk play or two to take the pressure off your offense from having to drive uh, 75 yards every time. Yeah. Give me that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you guys on the turnover, the big turn. I, I would like something, and I, I've asked for like a, and I know it's hard to do because of the return game the way it is, the shape it in, is in. But how about something like their return game? If it's Darren Sproles or whoever back there, 
how about a turnover from a Darren Sproul? Knock the ball loose, get field position at the 18, something like that. Yeah. Something big to happen. I, I like what you're talking about too, Rob, with the Amari Cooper making a big play. You know, this secondary is is problematic. They don't tackle very well. Or Michael Gallup. Yeah. He's had he's been this close to two straight deep touchdowns in, in consecutive weeks, and they just Dak hasn't put it out there for him. Right. I wonder, uh, I wonder after they s- watched what took place against New Orleans if they don't back off their secondary and say you're going to have to well, remember what happened driving the ball yeah you're not going to get a 90 yard catch on it. remember this was the game they started losing all their corners Darby and all remember they and they went to zone coverage and you got some guys catching slants and you know all kinds of things they had to back off because they really couldn't they didn't have enough bodies to play right so yeah that's, and if they back off, then I'm handing Zeke the ball, and then let me see if they want to tackle him in the open field. All right. Speaking of, well, Zeke, and how about Amari Cooper? More receptions, Amari Cooper or Golden Tate? Cooper. Uh, I'll say Cooper just because he's been a more featured part of the game plan for his respective Yeah, there's team. two guys who got traded for, right? And, and we talked that up. Yeah, and we talked about Beasley. His numbers have dropped. Really, since the trade, I think I looked up. He's got 15 catches since the trade. He had 30 something, close sure. to 40 before the trade in the first. Was it eight games? Yeah. Um, but when you've got eight targets on Cooper and eight catches, I mean, the yeah. guy gets open yeah. and he makes he finishes plays. Yeah. So uh, he has become their number one guy. No question yeah, about I it. I think he has more receptions myself than Golden Tate. I think Golden Tate will be involved, but I, I mean, they they haven't done a very good job. I think they're going to have to find a way to get him going in this football game. So, anyway, uh, got two more. Yeah, I got a couple. Of them. I got one more. Uh, well, I'll, I'll ask this one. This is a good question for Mickey here. Mm. Eric Rim is a Harvard professor. Suggests that you should only consume six French fries at a sitting. Is that even possible? It's like potato chips. You can't eat just one. Yeah, Eric Rim, R I M M. He's a Harvard professor. Suggests that you should only consume six French fries at a sitting. What fun is that? And I want to know. Hey, this guy's a health a health professor at Harvard. He wants he zero fun, sir. Yeah. yeah, six French fries. Is that even possible to eat six French fries? This is a man that eats healthy that you're talking to right I can here. Do it. Yeah, he you could, could only he eat could six do it. You know what you would do? Can I substitute? Because six tater tots might be more filling than <laughs> six French fries. <laughs> I just don't know how you can only eat six French fries. I'm a big heavy guy. I mean, how do you how do you do that? Was that a national? Because you can. That's like, a national study if, by Harvard. If you get it in a cup from a fast food restaurant, yeah, I mean, you get like a water burger. I can eat six while the lady's handing me my change. Yeah, I mean, one scoopful is probably like four or five. No, so the, the scoop? Uh, no, out of like your hand, a handful. Oh, and you yeah. stuff them in. Oh, your you, mouth. Yeah. you eat six when they fall out of the bag. Have what you ever I mean? been to some of those places, yeah. like Five Guys, and they just dump them all in the bag, and you just and you're just eating them out of the bag? I've dumped ketchup in the bag before because they had so many leftover fries in there. Is it possible? Uh it's possible. It sucks. It's not any fun. Have a cheesesteak. Yeah. Um, have a cheesesteak, Coach. I wonder, like, what the calorie comparison is. Like you mentioned. Tater tots. Like, could I get six onion rings instead? I love onion rings. I love them more than anything. Onion rings are like my favorite thing. You give yeah. me steak. You say, oh, you could have steak and a potato. No, give me steak and onion I got 13 rings. steaks over here. Yeah. Kit is on point. Yeah. Steak? You like fries or onion rings? You don't You don't like either. What do you but mean? I like onion rings. Do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were eating potatoes out of a cup the other day. What am I talking about? <laughs> it was mashed potatoes. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You were eating potatoes out of a cup. 
It was a potato bar. Yeah. Did you fix it yourself? Uh, they put majority of the stuff in it. Did you like scoff at them while they were doing it though? Did you no, say, I just tell them put some shrimp in there. Yeah, there you go. All right. Put some extra shrimp in Could there. Could I had sirloin tips? Yeah. Braised sirloin tips. Yeah, now we're talking. Now, now all in a cup. <laughs> but the that was all in a cup. You could if you wanted. Yeah, you had choices. Chicken probably. <laughs> that's boring. Yeah. Um, but the Taco. best part is the uh, <laughs> the bacon bits. <laughs> Got to have bacon bits. Got it. Do. All right. Got to put bacon bits on everything. That's me. So Yo. how about just six potato chips? Can't do that. No, uh, potato chips are hard to. I, I don't. Was that I, was that a, a national commercial or it, it might have been just a local one in Chicago? Can't eat just one. That's Lay's. It's it a national. Lay's, yeah. It's yeah. Lay's. National. Yeah. That's yeah. a national one. You got it, Rob. All right, let's. Uh, you got one more left, don't you? No, uh, that you don't want that one. No, nah, you don't want that one. I think let's carry it over. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep breaking down Cowboys and Eagles. When we come back, 888-855-2297 is the number next on Talking Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. So, Rob, do you want to use what the pros use? Always. Well, then you got to get you some Jack Black, and especially the Jack Black JB4 Faves. And you can get those by ordering them online. You get them for 10 bucks 
four of their best products, free shipping. And all you got to do is go to getjackblack.com and use the code COWBOYS. All right, Mick. Thank you. And by the way, registration for holiday youth camps now open. One-day camps are available for both Dallas Cowboys Football Academy and Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Dance Academy at the Star in Frisco. Spots are limited, so register today at dallascowboys.com slash academy. And you can't stop Jack Black just because you take our read. We'll get it done. So, Mickey, Mickey's so distraught over this read. Unbelievable. We'll get another one, Mickey. You did a great job. Man. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. Very good. All right. You guys want to hit the phone lines again? Sure. Lynn in California. You're up next on Talking Cowboys. What's up, Lynn? Good morning, Rod. Thanks for taking my call. It's uh, Altadena, actually, which is a little city outside of L.A. There we go. Um, hey, is this a game where we see more Sean Lee snaps or Xavier Woods snaps? Um, thinking that you leave Heath in and the three linebackers in and Heath can play high or low and uh, Leighton can press Hurts and uh, be adaptable that way. And they just become more valuable with that personnel than with uh, two safeties. So that's my question, keeping in the spirit of Brian Broaddus's. Thank you. All right. Taking out of the box. I appreciate you Thank doing you that. Out of the box. There you Hoping go. It works. There you go. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Mickey, what's the status on Lee? I don't think he plays. Like, Mickey made this face throughout that call. Yeah. It's like Sean Lee's not going to come back after missing five weeks and play 60 plays. It's not going to happen. Yeah, he was out there working with his full pads on. I stood up and turned around. Whoa, Today? Got, no, this was uh, yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Him and, and, and both Austin. And Tavon Austin. Yeah, both out there working with Britt Brown, the associate I would associate just be trainer. surprised if they played him that many plays after he's missed so many weeks. I don't know if you know if and he. I don't gets, even know if he plays. If he gets back, uh, even for this game, I don't know. For the rest of this month, you you try to get him to that snap total. I think you try to manage him, assuming you can get into the playoffs. So you guys thinking know, this is going to that take, goal in mind? You thinking this is going to take care of itself then? That by limiting him, by him not having to play forty, fifty snaps, that naturally the rotation will allow him to rotate back in at a comfortable pace. I think it's going to be pretty organic. Yeah, and I, th- I think it it can be because of the level of play that you're seeing from these young guys. I yeah. mean, it, you're not you don't have to force Sean back in. You, yeah. I mean, there's not a there's not the same drop off that we've seen in the past. So yes, organic, it's easier to do it, right? See, and then I mean, the the problem with that idea is they put Ernst out in the slot. That is a problem. So you want to put your linebacker out in the slot. And then have one less linebacker in the middle when they hand the ball off and run right up your gut. Yeah, the the thing that you have to think about though is, yeah, they're going to try. They will try and spread you out. That's there's no question there. And even if you zone it like they did the first time, so you widen out the linebacker to take away the inside route, but then you give more space in the running game. I'm trying to think about how the best way to play these guys. I mean, I'm thinking about the best way to have to deal with a tight end that flexes and then and then also wide receivers that, you know, they're going to get into like a, a 11 personnel. But four of their receivers are going to be spread out. It's not like you're going to play with a tight end that's in line. You're going to play with a flex guy. So that presents problems in itself. 
I'm just trying to figure I, I, I appreciate the caller trying to find ways not to let Zach Ernst run up the field, though. I think sure. That's 14 I 14 passes for yeah, 100. Yeah, I think that yards. I think that was I, I think maybe that we missed the point on that a little bit. He was trying to say, hey, I'm not going to let this guy beat me running up the field. Yeah. Which I think is the absolute brilliant plan. Don't don't let that happen. But how do you how do you Mickey's right, though. How do you play the run? Are you are you comfortable enough saying, OK, my four down linemen are going to handle it? My, you know, my linebacker. And do you does that mean you keep a safety down as well? I mean, who's covering the the, the running back when he comes out of the out of yeah. the backfield? I was just saying we haven't talked about Sproles, and that's another guy that you can put out. Well, there's wide. another guy they're just started now getting back into. Yeah, they're starting to get back into. So I, I think personally, it's going to be more Clement than than Sproles right now. Now maybe they'll find ways to get him on the field again, but it's it's been a slow process for him. You know, he's dealt with, I believe, with a hamstring injury. Yeah. It's been a problem for him all year long. Did have a touchdown Monday night, though. Yeah, yeah. So, I I don't know. I just I, – I, You're going to play with three DBs? You're asking for trouble. Yeah. Or four? Three corners and a safety? Yeah. I just don't – that's what I'm saying. I mean, we're going to have to sit here and figure this thing out. Yeah, I mean, what's the best way to, to handle them stretching you out? That's – Remember what we were talking about with the Saints last week? For them to they make you play horizontally, to you know, so they can attack you vertically. And I think that with the Eagles, there's a lot of that, a lot of that crossing stuff, a lot of the picks, a lot of you know, they're trying to work the middle of the field. You know, they get guys starting at one end of the field and they end up on the other side. And now, you know, Wentz is standing in the pocket, and throwing the ball all the way back across the field. You know, those are those are the pitfalls of playing against a team that's got a lot of weapons on the outside, and plus a big time tight end that's also a weapon. See, zone's fine as long as you're getting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, and then making him make quick decisions and maybe not read the zone correctly. But if he's going to have the time of day in the pocket and they're in zone, they will find your soft spot. the The thing that helped the Cowboys in the Saints game was they had Saints had some drops. You know, that that, that, yeah. that helped them along a little bit. And, and, I, and there was a third down play I, I was watching yesterday, the Cowboys and the Eagles in the game. Zach Ernst, one of his – he had a drop that was on third down. It wouldn't have been a first down, but it was one of those things where he was going away and you're thinking, okay, there's separation, and Wentz put it just a little too far on the outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you kind of got to hope a little bit. You got to get a little lucky sometimes with some of these drops. I mean, hell, the, the, the Saints had a – that Smith, the rookie, they threw a slant to him right there. Remember on the goal line? He dropped it. I mean, that thing was going in. So I mean, sometimes you have to just get a little lucky with your defense, and and hopefully you can affect uh, Wentz enough that he is not as accurate as you know we thought he he might be. Wentz in the first game, thirty-two of forty-four, yeah. three hundred sixty yards and a couple of touchdowns. A lot of that was late. That's true. Fourth I mean, quarter. Dallas, I mean, trying to get back in the game twice, Dallas, three times. Dallas was crazy. It's crazy. It was. It was painful to watch the last minute of that game, just because the ball. I mean, the Dallas was so backed off, and I'm thinking, God, just don't. I was worried about him getting down inside the twenty and then throwing the ball. You know, throwing the ball inside to one of those guys. You know, Jeffrey, a big tall guy. Ernst. They got the ball all the way down to damn near the seven yard line, and then. Start pitching it around a little bit, you know, to try and make things happen. But God, I, I just didn't want I, that last minute of that game was painful to watch the way that Dallas. I mean, I know that the Eagles didn't have timeouts in time, but man, it, it got close. It got way too close for me at the end. Have to play the picket fence defense. Oh, God. It just, 
Well, you're watching him complete pass. Okay, gain of 14, gain of 18, gain of 17, gain of 8. I mean, you're just – and it's getting out of balance every single time, and you're like going, okay, somebody somebody step up and make a play here. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, you know, luckily they did. They just ran out of time, you know. Luckily that was the case. Back to the phone lines, Joshua in North Carolina. You're up next. What's up, Joshua? How we doing, gentlemen? Good. Good. I appreciate you guys taking my phone call. What's um, on your mind? My uh, my question is uh, about Dak. I'm a I'm a Dak supporter. I think he has great potential. But um, <laughs> I was going to get your guys' thoughts on running more RPOs with him, giving him the option to running the ball more, opening up the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what would your thoughts be about maybe spacing the offensive lineman out a smidgen, if not you know, a little bit, just to give him more passing lanes, more opportunities to see the field, uh, have better vision down the field? What do you guys think about those? Okay, like thanks for the call. We've yeah. talked about RPOs yeah. times throughout this season. The place where I like it the most and where they seem to have a lot of success is goal the line. Red zone. Red yeah. zone, yeah. I mean, because you have the threat of Zeke. Yeah. And that's a way to – sometimes you're using Zeke as a decoy. Yeah. You know, we, how many times have we seen Dak keep it down there and score? I think – did he not have a keeper for a touchdown in this game? Or was that a scramble against Philly the first time? He scored a touchdown. I can't remember how he got it. But, yeah, the RPO has been something in red zone goal-to-goal to go that has worked for them. Yeah. I, I You know, and he's talking about creating spacing by your splits, you know. I, I don't think that's – you know, to me with Dak, I, I think the thing that hurts Dak the most is, and I, I don't know how you work on this, but you no, know, the play action stuff Dallas has been really, really, really good on, believe it or not, and because of the running game. But when he turns his back to the field and then has to come back to find guys, you know, and I don't know if spacing and splits and all that creates lanes. But it's just something that I think he's going to have to. But they're so good play action. I mean, when he when he makes plays, it's. But some of his misses, I mean, I think they could be even better mm-hmm. with the play action stuff, because, you know, they they can affect defenses. And he just it's when he turns his back to the field and then has to bring his eyes back, you know, whatever whatever that fix is. I think he's got the arm talent. I think he's got the mobility. Don't know always about the anticipation. He may he's made some anticipative throws, but I, I just think there if there was a way to to get hit, Romo was so great at this, was his ability to look away and then come back and know where everybody is mm-hmm. and have a great understanding. Like okay, that's where I need to go with the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, if there, if there was one thing that I could say, hey, Dak, if they could develop this or they can give him this trait. It would be his ability to turn his back, find and then find the receivers after play action. Because, like you said, just the presence of Zeke, even if you're not running it that well, it, you you would you, know. you would be it's incredible when they fake him the ball how defenses react. We've seen it, but I just wish I wish like I say, I, Dak's got a lot of great traits, but I wish that was the one trait that he had all the time, where he could just turn his eyes away from the the defense and then come back and know exactly where everybody is. You know, the weird thing, last week when we had um, Danny White on our show uh-huh. and went back and looked at some of the film of that Atlanta game when he right. led the comeback in 80, 
it was weird. He would take the snap under center, mm-hmm. and he would turn left. Mm-hmm. Like, like he was a left-handed quarterback. Was but he, he would do a 180, right. and then go when he hit his back foot, he would t- drop back to his right, like yeah. he'd spin around. And I was like, "Was he dealing with an injury? No, that game. No, he, it, it just it, and and it was repeatedly right. That, right, that was kind of the drop back, and it was like the yeah. weirdest thing I ever saw. Oh, he was taught to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was unorthodox. Like, I thought it was really unorthodox. And, yeah, you know, I can't remember if I got a question into him or not on that. And and he he basically, I think he was saying it was one of Tom's things. You know, yeah. to. Your your roll you're turning that way, so maybe the play's going that way, and then you spin yeah. around and you hit your back foot, and you're back to you big the ball on your right side. Big deceptive offense, though, with the the shifts. I mean, they were they you know everybody yeah. back in the day would just put a hand on the ground and run a route. You know, this was a team, of course, the shifts, the motions, invented you know, shotgun. Preston right. Pearson, I mean, you know, what's with, with brought shotgun back. back. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you know that, but that's. There's things you could do. There's quarterbacks. The great ones have, of course, the traits, certain traits. So my point was he had the ability to kind of have See his the field. total back yeah. to the field yeah, yeah. and then find I, I, was, I was wondering where you were going. No, no, the, suggesting great, no, no the great quarterbacks have that ability. And, again, Romo was tremendous at this. Boomer and those guys that could fake and really sell it, mm-hmm. you know, really sell the fake and then – all of a sudden, know where everybody was going to be, you know, and it's like pre-snap reads or whatever. But you know, he did that against the Saints when he came back to Gallup and overthrew him. He was yeah. looking left. He was trying. He was trying to get to Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. And, then and he then came back, back right, and I think he got excited when yeah. he saw Co- uh, uh, Gallup yeah. breaking open. open. Yeah. And he didn't take his time to yeah. throw it. He was like, "Oh, yeah, got to get it. Got to get it. Let me get it out there. Yeah, exactly. I got a touchdown. Yeah. See, that's." That's the, if, if there's one thing I could give him, I said that ability to find everybody on the field. Because I, hey, when 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 guys are open, I mean, or you know, guys are getting open. Michael, I mean, uh, Amari Cooper's a great example. He's getting a great rapport with you know Amari Cooper. Even if Amari Cooper's covered a little bit, he's throwing some tight window balls. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's encouraging in itself. But I, you know, I mean, I I I don't think I don't think I guess the long story to hear is I don't think splits. Yeah, help I there. I don't like that. But but, idea. but I because you're opening up stuff inside. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're if you're the Air Force Academy or Army or Navy and you're running the read option stuff this weekend, you, yeah, Army Navy, Army buddy. Navy. Yes. But if you're yes. running that stuff, spread them out. Give me some gaps to run that ball up inside. Matter of fact, my sister and brother-in-law are going to the game. Philadelphia, right? All right, yeah, they're going to go to Philly. All right, snowed last year. God, what a great game that was! I'd love to be in the stands for that one. I'd love to see you. Rogers on his way there too. Yeah, he was in New York for the dinner and. Yeah cast his Heisman vote, and then go on to the Army-Navy game. All right. Well, Philly is coming here Sunday, and we will continue breaking that down the final two days of the week. Cowboys get back to practice today. It's been almost a week since they've practiced. Good for them. You think they remember how? I think they remember how. They remember how to play. That's right. Check uh, DallasCowboys.com. Yes. Thank you, AI. Check DallasCowboys.com throughout the day for – all our coverage, and uh, stay tuned for the break after Jason Garrett next on Dallas Cowboys Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!